Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Well, welcome back to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast with Pastor Stephen. And uh, man, this week we are finishing up Romans chapter 8. And Pastor Stephen, you looked at verses 8, I'm sorry, chapter 8, verses 31 through 39, and you titled it God's Everlasting Love. And man, right off the bat, your first point is, uh, man, who can separate us? I'm sorry, who can be against us? If I'll read my notes the right way, the right question First point is who can be against us. So I'll just let you, I know that you like Romans chapter 8, you like preaching over it, so I'll just let you dive right on into that first point out of Romans chapter 8. Yeah, we're going to follow the uh, the four questions uh, chronologically as they appear in the, uh, in the text, but uh, I mean, who can be against us? I say many try, but, right. but it doesn't matter because God's for us. And, uh, you know, since God is forced, then who in the world, uh, well, does it even matter who, who, who is against us? And, um, you know, I think, I think a lot of times folks are, are afraid to make that comment. Yeah. Hey, God is for us. No, he is for us. He is for us. Uh, he, he's even made the comment over and over again throughout the New Testament. Hey, you, you think you're a good dad? I mean, like, yeah. no. Let, let me tell you what kind of dad you're like. You give your you give your kids right. scorpions and snakes. Right. I'm a good father. I mean, I give them eggs. Um, I provide for them. So yeah, he he is for us. He wants the best for us. He knows what is best for us. Where that gets perverted is, okay. I need to tell God what the best is for yeah. me. Yeah. God is for me. That means God's gonna give me all that I want. Well, no, that's not what it means that God is for you. And I would even I would even take it a step further and say, because God is for you, he doesn't give you everything that you right. want. Right. That's hard to understand. I, well, yeah. Uh, it was hard for me to understand yeah. when it came to an earthly father. And uh, I'm sure it's hard. Yeah, well, it is. Not sure. It is hard to understand right now for a, uh, for a follower of Christ. Um, and then... You, you asked this question, and I, and I love the way that you pose this. It's like, because it follows in the next verse, is how how much is God for us? And you kind of pose that question. And, you know, of course, the answer to that, we see that in, in verse 32. But, like, he's given us Jesus. Like, God wants to do the great things in our life because of Jesus. So, I I mean, he, he answers that question for us. He gave us the best. Right. He gave us the very best. Uh, honestly, I mean, we could say he gave us better than the best. Uh, if we were, if we were going to come up with a definition of the best, it would have been so, so short of what Christ, uh, is, uh, Christ, the fulfillment of, uh, of, of the, the fulfillment or, or the payment for my sin, you know, Christ being able to cover, uh, all sin, past, present, future, every sin and uh you know he didn't come to to be served he came to serve the the most beautiful example of what unconditional love looks like 
And so he gave us his very best. That's how much he's for us. That's how much he's for us. I'll talk to people a lot of times, Ryan, and they'll say, um, man, I'm waiting on my miracle. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting on my miracle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I used to say, now, what, what do you mean by that? Now I know exactly what they mean. I'm waiting on my miracle. And I'll always say, so do you know Jesus as Savior? Yeah. You got your miracle. There it is. Nothing's going to top that, okay? <laughs> Nothing's going to top that. They used to say, I'm waiting on my miracle. I'm waiting on money to fall from the sky yeah. into my hands. Or I'm, I'm waiting on my miracle. I'm waiting on a, an ant that I didn't know I had to die and leave <laughs> me all this stuff. And uh, no, don't you waiting on your miracle. The miracle's already happened. Uh, God did all that needs to be done through Christ. It's a gift that he offers the miraculous. Uh, how about go ahead and being a recipient of that gift and saying, you know what? Boom, done, miracle received yeah uh, but yeah i mean uh, we it's amazing it's amazing i'm talking about christ followers it's amazing how easily and quickly we forget yeah the miraculous of being lost and then saved yeah um my prayer so often and we i think we've even talked about it in here my prayer so often is hey god don't let me forget what it was like to be lost yeah uh, and it's easy for us to settle in right but uh, yeah, how much does he love you? Well, uh, he gave his son yeah. for you. Yeah. The only one, the only one that would ever and has ever done that. Uh, these other world religions are like, hey, you give me your son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here's here's God. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you give you my son. Um, so yeah, what a, what a beautiful example uh, and evidence. Of just how much he loves us and i'll say i'll say one more thing about him being for us um if it were up to me and if it were my son first of all i would never give my son for you i'm just being, I'm yeah. being honest yeah uh but let's say that i did you get one shot yeah one rejection all right sorry i, I should i you know yeah you don't deserve it anyway forget it yeah and yet Again, how much is he for us? How many times, if you stop and think, our listeners stop and think that are followers of Christ, how long did it take from the moment you first experienced conviction until you finally surrendered? Mm. Very few. Mm. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying very few come under conviction of the Holy Spirit and then immediately, all right, I turn my trust and faith to Jesus Christ. No. Yeah. I mean, that is evidence of how much he is for us. Yeah. He is long suffering, right? He is, he is patient. He, he's, he's like, I know you said no, but I'm, man, I'm, I'm going to give you another opportunity. When to me, that's something to get really, really excited about. And I don't feel like sometimes maybe we miss it and we don't get excited about it. And I'm ready for the church to get excited about the fact that he has given us Jesus. And that's something to hold on to. And it's something to, uh, talk about something to be excited about something to i mean we talk a lot about the things that we're excited about why not talk about the fact man that the god of the universe has given us his son well and and let me say this to to folks that are listening instead of us focusing on who's against us how about instead we just focus on who's for us yeah yeah because who for us trumps who's against us and, and I'm bad. We all are. I mean, right. hey, no, 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 I'm making a list of who's against us. <laughs> right, right. Man, this guy's against me right, right here, you right. know, and, you know, we're praying down hellfire damnation. <laughs> you got an email folder on your on your computer. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, just, 
all right, he's against me, he's against me, he's against me. God's for me, so kill him, God. Smite him, God. Well, no, instead, God's for me. Does it really matter? Does it really matter, the battle of the world, the flesh? I mean, yeah, it matters, but let's not elevate those things uh, above the most important thing. He is for us. Yeah. And your second point, um, just man, just fits right along with it, is who can charge us? And you even said it, like Satan will try. Satan tries to accuse us. Satan's crafty. Um, but, you know, we know that, again, you know, God is for us, but God ultimately is the one that forgives and pardons. So. Well, let us make no mistake that a, a Satan is alive. Mm. He is active. He, he, is, he is working. And clearly, we, we know what his uh, future holds. He knows what his future holds. Um, and so uh, let us not sit there and say, well, I don't have to. I don't have to worry about the uh, attack of Satan or, you know, hey, I'm good. I don't have to I don't have to worry about the accusations or anything along those lines. And no, I mean, I, I, I think we need to treat them very seriously. Uh, I don't think, again, we need to give authority to them that they do not have nor give authority to Satan that he does not have. Yes, Satan accuses us, but the comment that that I said over and over in the sermon and and I heard I know I heard it somewhere. I'm not, I didn't come up with this. Uh Satan accuses, God excuses. Yeah. Now not God God's not making excuses for our sin. Don't get that wrong, but God says, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know you did that, but through the blood of Jesus Christ I'll excuse it. I'll I'll, I'll cleanse it. I'll cover it, right?" And so um yeah, he does. He is alive. He is active. Um, he is doing everything he can. I mean, he, some pretty powerful things that we even brought up. I mean, uh, he uh, he causes marriages to fail. Yeah. He um, uh, causes child abuse. I would say moralities mm. just to to cave in. So yeah, it's, he's pretty powerful. But but he's uh, he, he's down on the list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go back to point number one. Well, we know who's for us. Right. Everyone else. Yeah. It's, it's you know, hey, I'm bringing a knife to a gunfight, right? Right. right. Um, he, he is for us. So. Well, I, I even made this little note on the side. It's like, don't, may we never forget that God is more powerful. And I know that's a simple statement, but man, you know, the God of the universe is more powerful than anything else. Like he can, well, he's more powerful. Simple. Like end of sentence. Like. Well, and, and and I say this all the time, and I, I find it humorous because uh, for so much of uh, of uh, of my life and many other people's lives, we have this idea that you know here's God and here's Satan, and they are in this huge battle. And oh my goodness, what if God doesn't win? And yeah. oh, I'm so nervous, I'm yeah. so anxious, I can't rest. Oh, you know, um, I can remember when uh, when I was in South Texas, and we used to uh, we would uh, our pastor would bring in all these different. Um, things <laughs> and uh he would bring in the power team oh, and yeah. uh you remember those oh, guys yeah. right the power team guys yeah. and uh they would be over there trying to you know break in the bats and you know, you uh, know i always like wanted to be like a, a baseball player or some sport well soccer i wanted to be a soccer player um, soccer a sport it was yeah okay, back in the day right. you know i wanted to be like that professional guy but when i would see the power team like i never i never had any desire to be those guys like yeah yeah i but, was the, i was the student guy yeah. that had to get all their stuff ready and so they're like you order this particular <laughs> bat from this particular yeah. company and yeah. 
you know, they're blowing up the hot water bottles, ripping open the telephone books. I got them a Dallas telephone directory. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want a Dallas telephone directory. Uh, anyway, so, but, but they're sitting there and when they're trying to break the bat and, you know, karate chop the ice and all that stuff, it's like, there'll be one on the mic, pray for him, pray for him, pray for him. And uh, I always think of that when I think of this idea of, oh, man, Jesus and Satan, oh, they're battling it out, you know, bottom of the ninth, two outs, oh, I hope Jesus gets a hit, you know, and pray for him, pray for it. No. Yeah. No, it's a skunk. Yeah. It's over. For sure. It was never even close. Yeah. Let us not attribute to Satan power that belongs to christ yeah again hear what we're saying don't take him lightly right uh what we the sons of skava took him lightly and then they become known as the black-eyed sons of skava right uh those demons put a uh an old-fashioned county line whipping on them (laughs) the the but it's already over, right? It's already decided. It's already done. Yeah, but he's going to accuse us. He's going to accuse us. He accuses us to God. I don't know what he thinks that's going to accomplish. Right, right. Really, right. really. The problem is what we said yesterday. He accuses us to us. Yeah. And I can't tell you, I, you know, I already re- received several uh, texts and emails from folks yesterday just saying, hey, um, I was walking through this in my life. Mm. And, uh, you know, somebody uh, s- said this about me, either going through a divorce, and, and divorces can be messy, and yeah. people just, they, they anyway, they're, they're, they're trying to gain the world, and yeah. they, will, they will destroy anyone that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was a situation that very harsh things were said about this individual, and they started believing it. Yeah. And the devil started bringing that back. Yeah. Over and over and over and accusing us to ourselves. I, I, I'd just like to say this when it when it comes to folks saying, "Well, how can you know uh, whether it's the Holy Spirit of God um, that is speaking to you, or it is the devil that is speaking to you?" First of all, know this: the devil can't read your mind, right? Right. Uh, now, God does. God knows your thoughts before you have them, but the devil does not have that capability. But the, the, the Holy Spirit always convicts, and that conviction leads to a, a change, mm-hmm. a repentance of sin and a change in behavior. Condemnation, that's the, that's the tool that the devil uses. Yeah. And so he just wants to condemn you over and over, condemn you, condemn you, right. condemn you, and uh, try to uh, destroy you and accuse you to yourself. And there are a lot of... A lot of uh, Christ followers that are walking around beaten down because instead of instead of taking uh, God at His word, what He has said about them, they they're, they're listening to the lies of the devil over and over again. And and there are times in my life, literally, and I'm probably you guys as well. Uh, I mean, I don't do it in a room full of people, and right. I don't do it with people in the car. Right. But there are times that I will say out loud, "Hey, shut up, Satan! Yeah, shut up! I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jesus at His word." Yeah. That he has forgiven all sin. Do you think that that thought that because you know Satan is this accuser? Do you think that's why so many people have this excuse of like I've done so much that I can't I can't move forward? Or, I've done so much that no one understands, or I've done so many bad things that God can't 
forgive me. Do you think that's all part of why people are sometimes hesitant to, uh, you know, take that that step of faith just to trust the God of the universe? Yeah, without question, I think that's the case. Uh, you know, you hear something long enough, and you start to believe that that's who you are. That yeah. is, that's something that defines you. Uh, what we have to remember is this: when, when whenever we sit there and say. Uh, okay, I know. I know God has has given a promise, and within that promise, there are parameters. And we, we go back to that: Hey, He works good uh, in the lives of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. We'll go to that one. He has set some parameters there. You love Him, and you are called according to His purpose. Right. That is the parameter. So right. that's just not a blanket a right. promise that He gives to everyone. Uh, well, what'll happen is folks will say, eh, "Yeah, but mm, I'm the exception." Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so when we say, well, you know, yeah, I know Jesus died on the cross to forgive sin, but man, what I've done or what I've thought or where I've been. Yeah. And and it, it, there's no way. There's no way that he could do that for me. What in essence we're doing, we're robbing him of glory. Mm. We we are in essence saying he is a liar. Uh now I'm not saying there, there aren't people bold enough to say, God, you're a liar. I'm just saying, I don't know any of them. Right, right. Don't let me be sitting next to you when you say you're a liar, God. Um, but and that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Um, and, you know, I, I don't bring that up to try to get folks to feel bad about themselves. I'm just saying you need to see yourself as the very creator of the universe sees yourself so valuable to him mm. that he would be willing yeah. to give the very yeah. best that he had. Yeah. Um, Jesus. So, well, and you know, you, you closed out this point, you know, with referencing Isaiah forty three twenty five that basically says, you know, I am he, the one who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. So he pardons, like he forgives. So in the middle of this accusation and in the middle of us thinking that, you know, we can't do anything, we got to understand, you know, that God is more powerful, but in that powerful nature of who he is, man, he's he's forgiving and he pardons, he remembers no more. Yeah, and Isaiah 43, 25 is not talking about amnesia. Right. Right. <laughs> it is a right. purposeful, willing yeah. choice that yeah. God has made. I yeah. will remember it no Man, more. That's comforting. Yeah, and here's the deal with God. God knows all. Right, right. It's not right. like you or I saying, you know, I'm not going to remember it anymore. The older I get, I literally, there, there are conversations I have, and I'm like, what? Did I say that? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I mean, we had that, that really? You did that? Well, yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Um, that is never... <laughs> happen with God, right? right. God's like, yeah. no, no, no. I have sewn into the fabric of mm. the gospel of Jesus Christ that when his blood covers your sin automatically, what yeah. sin are you talking about? Yeah. I remember it no more. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable trade. Yeah. And so your your third point um, Again, just flowing with the scripture, who can forgive us? Um, or I'm sorry. Who can they, condemn us? Yeah, if I could read my writing. Who can condemn us? Um, and and I, I'll let you go there because uh, you said some pretty good things in there. Um, you had some points referencing, again, referencing Romans, back to Romans chapter 
8 verse 1 but yeah who can condemn us uh, he asked the question in verse 34 he gives us the answer right after the question well Jesus could right he he could yeah he's seated at the right hand of God the Father yeah he, oh yeah he died and he rose from the dead uh yeah he could but he's not he's not condemning you he's pleading on your behalf he's interceding for you so right He's praying for you. That, that means he is speaking to the Father on our behalf. Uh, only one that rightfully could condemn us. The only one that ever uh, has put on skin, walked this earth. Uh, Bible says this, faced every single temptation that mankind would face. Uh, I love that that is the truth because that way nobody can come along and say, well, well I mean, Jesus has no idea what I'm having to deal with with this temptation. Right, right. Yeah, he does. Right. He doesn't. Now, I, I may not. Right. I mean, you know, I, I, I surely think that I've not been tempted in every way, right. in every way that I can be tempted. Well, I'll say this. There are people that are tempted by things that I'm not tempted by. And likewise, I'm tempted by things that they're not tempted right. by. Uh, there, there's been never, a, I mean, nothing a part of me that would... You know, uh, the temptation of, man, I want to uh, I want to shoot up and get high. Uh, there, clearly, that is a temptation for some. Right. Uh, you know, others, they probably never had the temptation. I'm going to eat, eat a, a whole apple pie. <laughs> well, I face that temptation. If you've All ever right. if you've All ever right. had an apple pie made by our producer's mom. Oh, go. man, yeah. that is a real temptation. Right. Mm. I think we should have that's a no sponsor sponsor right there. Yeah. We should go ahead and have those next week. Producer. That's right. That's right. Producer, talk to your mother. Producer mama. There you go. Uh, the um, but but here is Christ. The only one who, if there was anyone that could point a finger and say, golly, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Look at what you've done. Look yeah. at look at your sin. Are you, uh, for real? You said you would never do that again. <laughs> right. You promised. I wrote it down this day. Or you didn't even need to write it down. Yeah. I've got it right here this yeah. day. Yeah. Um, but, but, but he doesn't. Again, it goes back to just the compassion, the love that he, that he offers and he shows. Um, and, you know, the point that was made is he, he, he is the real chief justice of the real supreme yeah. court seated right there on, on at the right hand of god the father yeah i just made this note that um man it's just it's just good to be in christ like there's there's benefits to being in christ like it's just good to be in christ and maybe again ah, may we may we never forget that maybe we never forget it's good to be in christ and may we may we never forget and how how powerful and how gracious and, he is. Yeah, and maybe we never forget. It's also good to bring others into Christ. There you go. Absolutely. I would say something's wrong with the heart that says, you yeah. know what, I'm in Christ. Whew. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, there, there's a uh, um, there's an old story. Whether it's true or not, I don't I don't know. It sounds like something that could happen in a uh, story in, time a, in a small Baptist church. Of uh, so. Um, so this church got rid of a pastor. Told him we don't we don't want you here anymore, um, and uh, and in in every essence fired him, and uh, and then they hired a a new pastor, and um, and so uh, the new pastor had been there a little while, and, and a friend that went to another church said, "Hey, tell me tell me what's what's going on with the new pastor." And he said, "Oh man, he is great. He preaches he preaches the gospel. He says that if you know if you." Uh, if you don't have Jesus Christ and you die, you're going to go to hell. I mean, we know we know the gospel is much is is uh, 
is more glorious than that. Right. Um, but anyway, and he said, okay, well, you guys got rid of the old pastor. He said, yeah. He goes, well, why would you get rid of the old pastor? And he said, man, that guy, he would get there and preach that if you died without Jesus Christ, you're going to go to hell. And he said, well, well, hang on now. That's what the new guy's preaching. You love him. What was the problem with the old guy? He goes, the old guy, when he when he said it, he was happy about it. The new guy's broken when he says it. Mm. Mm. Um, and, oh, yeah, I mean, in Christ. Yeah. My goodness. Those of us that are recipients of the gospel, if there is not anyone that uh, is going to um, have a heart that is burdened for those that are outside of Christ, who, who's it going to be if it's not us? Who's it going to be? Yeah. It's so easy. It's easy for all of us, myself included, to sit there and say, I mean, I can remember the day that my youngest, my youngest got saved. Uh, uh, his sisters led him to Christ, yeah. sitting in the car in our driveway, waiting for my wife to come get in the car to go to church. Kind of ticked me off because I led my other two daughters to Christ. Yeah. And <laughs> right. them, they go ahead and lead my son right. uh, to Christ. Right. But I can remember sitting there saying, all right. Yeah. All right, Lord. Yeah. Everybody under my roof is saved. Yeah. My whole family is saved. Yeah. And of it, real clearly, the Holy Spirit just inside of me said, mm. yeah, yeah, we're shooting for the whole world. Yeah. Don't, don't rest until the whole world. Um, and so I would say the comment, yeah, man, in Christ, absolutely. Thank God we're in Christ. But may it keep us awake at night yeah. that others are outside of Christ. Um, and then your next, your next point, and you and you close it out with this. Um, your next point was who can separate us, and you said that word separate is is kind of same as being cut off. So who can separate us from Christ? And of course, we know the answer is no one. Uh, but you you had some additional points under that, uh, some factors that uh, that are in this verse that you were talking about. So. Uh, I'll, I'll let you yeah, I, dive uh, into that. I heard you uh, before we were recording. You're like, man, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't preach a whole sermon yeah. uh, on 35 through 39. Very easily could have. Very easily could have. Uh, and who knows? I've got a few weeks before next Sunday. We may, <laughs> right. we may, we may come back and jump in yeah. that one again, yeah. right? As my pastor growing up used to say, there's meat left on that bone. Uh, but yeah, he breaks it down. And, yeah. and, and again, we don't know this. Uh, clearly, everything that happened, the Bible does not speak uh, regarding everything that happened. I can just see, in my mind, uh, Paul sitting there, all right, I'm going to cover everything. Yeah. Just so they realize that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Let yeah. me think. Let me think. What will some of those people think of? Yeah. Let's cover it all. And uh, yeah, we broke it down into into four different categories. First of all, not not emotional factors. And, and he's talking about this pressure, right? The pressure from within. That's pressure that we put on ourselves. That's uh, um, unnecessary uh, uh, condemning of our, our, our own selves. Um, you know, it, it can manifest itself into depression mm. and bitterness. And, 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 and let me just stop and say this. Uh, people that are... Sh- struggling with depression that is not always a result of uh lack of faith right uh, make that clear yeah very very clear um but you show you find someone that is putting unnecessary and undue pressure on themselves or 
uh, is believing the accusing of the devil, then uh, it can manifest itself into depression. Yeah. Uh, bitterness is a result of uh, unchecked anger and discouragement and all those kinds of things. So you have that inner stuff. I even use the word feelings. People, people. I mean, we're all emotional beings, and we want to be driven by our feelings. Uh, nothing wrong with being led necessarily by your feelings. We, God created us emotional. the The problem is when we let our feelings be the uh, uh, be the litmus test to God working in faith. Yeah, that's dangerous because yeah. our feelings will flat out lie to us right. uh, without question. And um, and so we have that, and then we have the outer pressure. The outer pressure just living in this world. The outer pressure of a family. The outer pressure of a job. The outer pressure of driving in the traffic. You know, the outer pressure of watching the news. I mean, yeah. we on and on and on. I'm, I'm, you know, I'll leave here and I'll go uh, coach, help coach practice for a uh, a teenage boys baseball team, and I can promise you, there's going to be some outer pressure uh, out there at those ball fields tonight. Some of it will be directed towards me, and some of it will be directed from me. Uh, so we have this inner pressure, this outer pressure, outer pressure, financial pressure, uh, you know, any kind of relational pressure, and and so he says, listen, I just want you guys to know, not even that can separate you from the love of God. Inner, outer, middle, <laughs> nothing, nothing emotional can separate you from the love of God. And then he jumps in the physical factors, right? Persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. He's talking about the physical suffering that we go yeah. through. Um, and, and it breaks my heart to know that there are folks out there who claim to be speaking on behalf of God who will sit there and say that, all physical suffering is a result of lack of faith. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, chapter and verse. My goodness. If people, if people, if people listening to us don't get anything else from this, please get this. Open up your Bible. Yeah, for sure. Test the spirits. Yeah. Make sure what somebody is saying on behalf of God literally comes from the Word of God. And these folks who want to add this extra biblical. Uh, word. We don't need extra biblical word. <laughs> right. We got enough. <laughs> yeah. Don't sit there and focus. If God would only speak to me, He has spoken. Yeah. Read it right. Yeah. Um. But no, no suffering will not separate you from the love of God. We're more than conquerors. He says through Him who loves us. So Christ. And then you. You hit the uh, the earthly factors, the non the not heavenly factors uh, that can't separate us. Um, but I I want to kind of shift in this whole idea of you know nothing can separate us. Um, I know that in the past we've had people ask about uh, you know doubting salvation, this assurance of salvation. Do you think this? ties into this assurance of like we can have assurance in our salvation because he he never nothing can separate us from his love yeah um well and 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 love i don't i don't know that i would sit there and say love and salvation uh are the same thing uh i mean clearly salvation is a result of his love but god loves yeah god loves the 
the the unsaved. He's always going to love. He just loves who he is. What does he hate? Well, you know, there's some things he hates. He he hates uh, sin. Loves sinners. Hates sin. Uh, he he hates uh, he hates the abuse of the innocent by the wicked. Again, sin. Um, he hates pride, sin. Um, but yeah, nothing can separate us. It's a constant theme uh, going now into the salvation. And you look in the book of John. He talks about it in John. Hey, you know, uh, nothing can pluck you out of my father's hand. You look throughout the entire book of First John. He, he, he even begins it. I have written these things so that you may know that you are in Christ. Uh, you get over in Timothy. He's like, uh, um, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him until that day. Uh, over in 2 Timothy chapter 1. And then we come here, and in Romans 8, he is saying, okay, by the way, one, we just covered this. By the way, there is one that is worthy to condemn you, but he is not, and that is Jesus. Instead, he is interceding on your behalf. He is praying on your behalf. So for me to sit there, and this is just a logical argument, okay, but to me it fits within the constant theme of Scripture. Uh, For me to sit there and say, okay, I can be in Christ I can be a child of God, and then by some means, uh, either someone pulls me from that or I do something to forfeit that, in essence, is that not saying, Jesus is just not a good prayer? Hmm. You know, he, he's not a prayer warrior, right? Jesus really, he really doesn't get this interceding thing down. Hmm. The pleading of Christ accomplishes nothing. No, no, yeah, it accomplishes everything. It, it, and again, I go back to uh, it is not when it comes to my salvation how tight I hold on to him. It's how tight he holds on to me. Yeah. And uh, and I know people, some people can struggle with that because they can say, well, how in the world can somebody say that they're a Christian? And then all of a sudden they just go out and they commit apostasy and they say, forget it. I'm not going to follow him. I'm going to do whatever in the world I want to do. And they live a life of someone who did not know Christ. I would say this, anybody who is able to live life uh, in a disobedient manner towards Christ and there not be any convicting power of the Holy Spirit that brings about repentance and change I'm going to sit here from the viewpoint of someone who studies scripture and say, I don't think they're saved. Again, ultimately, that's not my call to make. Um, But your desire changes. Doesn't mean you're not going to sin. It's just your desire is going to change. But really, it boils down to uh, the strength and the power of Christ in our own lives. Um, and so, uh, yeah, to me, the assurance of salvation is found throughout, throughout the Bible. Um, and, 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 and I'd say this, Ryan, and I think we may have talked about this before in another podcast. Okay, if sin is sin in God's eyes, right? Right. Because uh, I've had folks say this, well, you know what? What if there's unconfessed sin in your life and you die? First of all, understand the moment that you trust Christ as Lord and Savior, he covers past, present, future sin right. as far as relationally. Yeah. Why does he write over in First John, if we, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That book is written to believers, okay? Right. So here's what that means. It means that God does not, 
God does not bless and uh, and God does not um, well <laughs> he chooses not to work through a uh, uh, um, a vessel that is being marked by unrighteousness. Mm. Uh, there are even passages of scripture. I mean, I was I was reading I was reading Jeremiah uh, just the other day, even over in Isaiah as well. Uh, but where it says God hurt God did not hear their prayers mm. because of disobedience in their life. Um, so we are His children. But why do we confess our sins? We confess our sins not because, oh my goodness, I've lost my salvation. A confession is basically this. I agree with you, God, that this is sin. And I don't want this in my life. This is not a good representation of who I am as your child. Yeah. And so I confess that, which means I agree with that. Confession is not, hey, God, I need to... We need to sit down and have a conversation. There's something that happened yesterday about 3 o'clock in the afternoon you're not aware of, so yeah. let me uh, share this. Yeah. He knows, right? He knows. It's just us saying, I agree it's sin. I agree it's sin. Oh, my goodness. How our lives would be so much different if so many other people would understand to sit there and say, I agree it is sin. Yeah. Versus, well, I'm not real sure. I was reading over there in Philemon, <laughs> and uh, you know, I have this verse, uh, actually three words in a verse, and I think they may say it's okay, you know, and um, for real. Uh, no, just go ahead, confess it. Yeah. Confess it and be cleansed of that unrighteousness. Not because you've lost your salvation, right? but because you're agreeing with him, this is sin, I don't want this in my life. Right. Um, so once the relationship begins, yeah, it's based upon the merit of Christ. But if sin is sin, and sin is what separates us from God, the question I always ask folks is, what's that line? Right. When do I move from, okay, I'm still saved, to, oh, I'm not saved. Right. Murder. Yeah. Naturally. Right. right? You take a life, you've moved. You've lost your salvation because you've murdered. And uh, you've heard me make this spill many times. That was all cool, Old Testament style. Right. Again, though, I go back and I'm like, oh, thank God we didn't live in the Old Testament or we would all be eyeless and toothless. (laughs) Um, But Christ comes along and says, hey, yeah, 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 I know you know that. Don't murder anybody. But... Here's what I'm telling you. If you had hatred in your heart, you're guilty. Whoa. So now he's just he's just kind of moved that line back a little bit because now he is saying, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you think you murder somebody, you you, you know, that is sin. But I'm going to tell you, if you've ever even had hatred for someone, that's sin. Yeah. And, I, and maybe somebody listening would have said, I've never hated anybody. I've never even used the word hatred. All right, let's choose another category. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's behind door number two. Door number two would be adultery. Okay, if I commit adultery, you know, if if I commit adultery, if I'm unfaithful to my marital vows, to my spouse, to, to God, then there you go. That is got to be a sin that separates me from God that causes me to lose my salvation. Old Testament style, we would say, yes. Matter of fact, if you even look at another man's ox and you're like, oh, I wish I had that ox, uh, you know, boom. <laughs> And then Christ comes along, and Christ is like, I know that you've heard it said you should not commit adultery. But if you've ever lusted after Mm -hmm. another woman, you're guilty of that. Yeah. In which... If our listeners, uh, you know, said, yeah, no, I've not lusted. I'm like, you liar. Right. Yeah. 
You liar. Door number three, right there. Liar. Yeah, door number three, right? Yeah. So, so I guess all this is to say, sin, I mean, there is no sin that separates once you're in Christ. Right. Once you're in Christ. And again, here he is. And he's like, the devil's coming. The devil's accusing to God the Father. And uh, he's like, yeah, did you see what Stephen did? Uh, he, hey, hey, God, God, I, Stephen, Stephen thought an impure thought. Um, and uh, um, even though the devil wouldn't know that, but, uh, you know, maybe I said it out loud. Maybe I'm confessing to our producer. I thought an impure thought. And he hears that. He hears that. Yeah. And uh, in his weekly meeting with Satan, you know, he lets him know, <laughs> here you go. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he doesn't meet with say he's gonna he's gonna shut us off. He's gonna I bet he edits he's, that. He's, he's gonna to, edit he's, he's gonna edit that out of the podcast. The right now. That's right, that's right. So we, no no pie for us next week. Yeah. Anyway, the <laughs> if, so Satan comes before God the Father and says, Hey, here's Stephen. Stephen did this. He has just said, he has just said, not my words, Paul's words, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. He has just said, here we go. Jesus is praying and interceding on my behalf. Yeah. So, there you so, go. We'll, and we'll close it with that. I mean, as you're listening, understand, you know, th- this whole section of Scripture, man, God is for us. Man, he, he forgives us. He pardons us. Um, man, we have life in Christ and nothing can separate us from him. Um, for those of us who are in him. So, uh, Pastor Stephen, again, thank you just for your time. Uh, you, you know, there's n- not a lot of people in the room watching, but if you could just be in the room to see his passion and see his uh, desire that people would know the love of Jesus and the unconditional love and the cross, the power of the resurrection, uh, the gospel is is paramount in his life you could just see that it comes across very well so pastor steven thank you for your time and diving in absolutely absolutely and let me me say this because the holy spirit's already convicting me uh, I don't think our producer has weekly meetings with the devil Uh, (laughs) so there you go there you go you heard it from the pastor and we will see you next week thank you for listening to the unchangeable truth hey guys this is Stephen kyle and i want to thank you for listening to our podcast today unchangeable truth this is a ministry of highland park baptist church in panama city florida and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the panama city area our address is 2611 highway 231 north you can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website www Highland and it's H-I-L-A-N-D park.org there you'll learn more about what we believe what we teach about the gospel of Jesus Christ there'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years as always we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ so feel free shoot us an email info highlandpark.org if you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him. Our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in Christ. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.